This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Let's turn to some economics and tax policy. The Trump tax cuts front and center in the last week. We're going to bring in Michael Falkender, professor of finance, University of Maryland, America First Policy Institute chief economist, and the former assistant secretary for economic policy at the U.S. Treasury under the Trump administration. All right, Michael, hang on. A gilt-edged panel of experts. Oh, my God. Harvard, Princeton, (laughs) University of Chicago, and the U.S. Treasury write up a study of the Trump corporate tax cuts for the National Bureau of Economic Research. Take a deep breath. Oh, my God. They concluded, hang on, they concluded the corporate tax cuts from Trump generated more business investment, more growth, more wages for workers, and no government revenue impact whatsoever. Actually, Laffer argued last night, and so did Kevin Hassett, that revenues went up. But what do you make of that, Mr. Falk? This is the Ivy League says yes to Trump's corporate tax cuts. Oh, my God. Indeed, Larry. I mean, you look at the fact that we created incentives for businesses to actually increase investment here in the United States to bring back a lot of the money that they had moved into their overseas activities due to the you know, previously highest corporate income tax rate in the developed world. And shockingly, we find out yet again that incentives matter, that if you encourage economic activity here in the United States, you're going to get more of it. And so, yes, there is a, a recent working paper that's come out, as you said, by a number of noted economists who have uh, access to, to actual tax return data uh, because there, you know, there is a university, there's a U.S. Treasury co-author on it, so they actually have business tax returns that they can use to see what was the change in economic activity that resulted, and indeed find that we we got the types of um, improvements in economic activity that people like Kevin Hassett and you were advocating at the time that the president enacted the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. So these guys must be gr- clenching their teeth. I mean, th- this is. An acknowledgement that Trump got it right. <laughs> I, I'm going to argue. I mean, even today, with all the anti-business regulatory and tax stuff and spending that Biden has done, and the crazy Green New Deal and the regulatory assault, the only real source of stimulus is the Trump tax cut. On the yeah, on the supply side, you're absolutely right. Unfortunately, we have way too much demand side stimulus coming from the out of control spending that's going on, in, in continuing with Biden's Green New Deal that he enacted. But in terms of supply side, the only thing we've got is the Trump tax cuts that are still in place. Fortunately, those rate cuts for the business sides were permanent. But as we've discussed, the capital expensing provisions are slowly on a, yeah. a phase out. Pay- period until 2025. Uh, And then when you look at small businesses, the pass-through exemption also uh, expires in 2025. So it's incredibly important that the next Congress and the next administration extend those provisions so that we can continue to have this type of domestic encouragement of business activity here. Uh, And then, of course, we need to just completely undo the massive regulatory incursion uh, all over the economy that we've seen under the uh, unleashed by the Biden administration. Yeah, Mike Falkender, I forgot. You're right. The small business deduction does expire in 25, doesn't it? 
It does. That's, yeah. That's very bad. That's very bad. Right, because uh, you know, if if businesses take money and reinvest it, if they are if they're corporations, then they just confront the twenty one percent corporate income tax rate, and then the rest of it they can go ahead and reinvest. On the business side, if money gets reinvested because it's a pass through, you know, then you're subject to the marginal rates of the individual and uh, small business owners, and so those can be well in excess of you know. 30, 35, up to 37 percent, mm. and that's just the federal level, right? Then you've got the state income taxes on top of that. So in some parts of the country, you're looking at if businesses want to reinvest, about half of the marginal in income goes to pay taxes, and they can only reinvest about half of it. creates an enormous um, benefit to the larger companies to the detriment of the smaller ones. And, and mm. you know, it, it's funny to always listen to the Bidens complain about um, about these big companies, and yet their their practices do everything to actually make it more difficult for small businesses to compete with the larger organizations. That's true on tax policy, and that's true, of course, on regulatory policy. Because whether you're serving a thousand customers or a million customers, to a large extent, complying with government regulation just requires you know putting in place processes and filling out forms. And the cost is the same, irrespective of how many customers you can spread mm. it out over. So everything we're seeing is pushing more and more towards helping big businesses, despite their claims that they're trying to help the small businesses that are out there. We really need to provide small business relief on the regulatory and the tax side. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Uh, Mike Falconer, last one. Uh, Jay Powell gave a speech, uh, I don't know, Thursday or whatever in Washington yep. when he wasn't being heckled by climate people. Uh, Close the effing door. But um, he, he basically said uh, inflation is not conquered. They're not confident that they're going to get to 2%. And he left the door open for rate hikes next year. What do you make of it? You know, it wasn't just Powell who said that on Thursday. The other One person minute. who I think said something was Ken Griffin at Citadel. Mm. His remarks that inflation could be here to stay for a while because with the um, with all the fiscal deficits that we're running, it's just going to put even more pressure on the Fed to keep increasing the money supply and to partially monetize some of the debt out there. With all of the regulatory costs that are going on and some of the geopolitical challenges around the world, all of those things have the potential to be inflationary. And so that suggests that rates that inflation may not get back to Powell's target, right. keeping rates higher. Mike Falkender, American First Policy Institute Chief Economist, former head economist of the U.S. Treasury Department. Thank you, Michael. Folks, a quick break. And then the other side, we're going to do some stock market work a little early today. I'm Cudlow. Veterans Day. God bless our veterans. 